You read the Bible, Greg. You talking to me? I'm a law Keep up. Wait, wait, let me let me explain something to you. Uh, I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Well, there's Jesus freak. I got a bad feeling about this. King Kong ain't got shit on me! Do I really look like a guy with a plan? Each and every man under my command owes me 100 natural scouts. <laughs> Start to see pictures, eh? Oh, wow. Thank you for that. Hello and welcome to the Film and Loathing Podcast for Sunday, October 11th, 2020. This is episode number 86, and I'm Jake. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Coming up today, we got a review of Adam Sandler's new film, Hoobie Halloween. We'll also maybe talk a little Goodfellas and some other things that we watched along the way. So thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. How are you guys doing this week? Tired. Very tired. I feel like a lot's happened since the last time we recorded. Well, I've worked 67 hours this week and 63 hours last week, so. That's pretty good. Been great. Been very great. Scheduled for 68 this week, so we'll see what happens. Yeah, talk about raking in the, the cash. Jeez. A little payola. I don't feel bad for you at all. You're doing this to yourself. I'm not looking for sympathy. You just asked how we were doing. I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that you're asked looking for sympathy. I'm just saying I'm not going to. Fine, Chris. Fuck you then. Yeah, you started your new jobs. I started my like I started working full time at my job this week. Siri was recording that, and she got. I'm not sure. I'm not saying that you're asked looking for somebody. I'm just saying I'm not going to find Chris. Fuck you then. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to get a new tattoo, but he canceled my appointment. So how do you find oh, time for that? tattoo? It would have been today. Oh, okay. What were you gonna get? Uh, the Invisible Man in Dracula. Like the Invisible Man from the new one? No. Oh, okay. How would you How would you tattoo the Invisible Man? Yeah, I already have it. <laughs> it's right there. But no, seriously, how are you gonna tattoo the Invisible Man? <laughs> gonna be like i don't know that's his problem not mine i'm just getting it ink do they do that i don't think so yes they do that would not be not glow in the dark but like light that shines under uv oh okay so at a rave then you could see your tattoo i'm just gonna have like or at a bowling alley after nine o'clock then you could see your tattoo but any (laughs) other place in time no i'm just gonna leave like this forearm spot empty and people like oh this is my favorite tattoo like there's nothing there like what is like that's a tattoo of the invisible man's huge dong (laughs) (laughs) it's just a ginormous dick oh it's fucking funny this is heavy hang right on my fucking forearm. <laughs> Wouldn't think of it because you can't see it, but hung like a horse. <laughs> I shake my balls with this. It's not going to lick itself. <laughs> yeah, great t-shirts. Uh, what? Uh, 
how are you doing Dracula? Are you are you picking a certain actor to portray as your Dracula? Please tell um, me it's all, Gary Oldman's. It all has to be the Universal monster, so it has to be Bela Lugosi. Okay, cool. But I probably will do Christopher Lee and then Nosferatu at some point in time. So you're just yeah. going to get a bunch of different Dracula's tattooed on you? Yeah, just all the different variations. <laughs> the Werner Herzog Nosferatu? No. I'll get Max Shrek. How come they how can be canceled on you today? I uh, did something to his ribs, so he can't like sit down. He did something to his ribs. Did he take a rib remove so he could suck his own dick? He might have. I didn't ask. These are the questions, Zach. These are the questions you should be asking. Not are you okay, but can you suck your own dick now? <laughs> so I'm a silver linings kind of guy. <laughs> True that. True that. <clears throat> cool. Very cool. Very I, rad. I might get a tattoo. You're never going to get a tattoo. I might at some point. Of what? I don't know. Something on my ass, though. <laughs> Definitely your ass? Yeah. I can cover up my ass anytime I want, but I'm not, I don't have enough shame to feel bad about showing people my ass. So. I know this kid <laughs> who pays people to get um he doesn't pay people but like he will pay for your tattoo as long as he can pick out what it is who his name's chris kenny he will like for example there's <laughs> uh, i know a guy that has um a tattoo of a cat licking his own balls on his forearm <laughs> and he agreed this guy paid for it so he could get whatever and he also has a unicorn where instead of the horn, it's a dick. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Why don't you just send Chip to this guy so you can get his member berry tattoo finally? Chip lives in Tennessee. Kentucky. Whatever. It's all stupid. It's the South. It's stupid. The deep South. Chris, what's the limit? What's the limit to like ridiculousness you'd get for a tattoo if someone paid for it? I mean, if it's on my ass, I feel like it's not completely wide open, but it's a lot more wide open than if it was anywhere else in my body. Will you get portraits of all the Happy Madison crew on your ass? <laughs> Gladly. You kidding me? <laughs> Left cheek to Adam, David, Kevin James, and fucking all those guys. And then on my right cheek, I'll get like Rob Schneider. <laughs> I'll get Chris Farley out of respect, and then I'll get uh, Chris Rock on the bottom. You should get, like, different characters, though. So you should get, like, Jack and Jill. <laughs> I'll get Adam every Sandler's variation of Adam Sandler from every single one of his movies on my ass. There you go. <sighs> Fuck yeah. I should get a throat piece that says Dunkachino. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Big Dunkin' Donuts fan? No, I love Jack and Jill. <laughs> I actually really don't like it. I think it tastes like watered down piss. I just love Jack and Jill. <laughs> Big Al Pacino fan. Big Al Pacino fan. Big Pacino. Lake Dogs Day Afternoon, Dunkachino's his best work. Can <laughs> confirm. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. You know, Scarface the Godfather. I'm going to point you to a little known movie called Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. 
too bad he didn't make a guest appearance in Hoobie Halloween or something. <laughs> no, I know. I was hoping that like all of them would have like a small appearance in there because you kind of have like the general crew. Yes. Like David crew. Spade. Yeah. And Chris Rock. Yeah, but he's not really part of the crew. He's part of the crew. Mm. They're on SNL together. He's part of the crew. Is he part of the Happy Madison crew? Because he's really only in Grown Ups with them, right? Yeah. And Grown Ups isn't a Happy Madison movie, so. Take that, Chris. Whatever, you know. <laughs> All right, this... well, I don't know why we should delay discussing Chris's favorite movie of the year. I think we should just get right into it. It is number one. All right. So, Hoobie Halloween is directed by Stephen Brill, stars uh, Adam Sandler. Um, what's the woman's name in it? Is it Elizabeth Owen? Oh, no, Julie Bowen. Got uh, Ray Liotta, Kevin James, Rob Schneider, uh, Steve Buscemi. And the plot synopsis is Michael Chiklis, Ray Liotta. Thompson. Yep. Meyer Rudolph. Uh, yep. Okay. And uh, see, the plot synopsis is it's October 31st in Salem, Massachusetts, and a town's eccentric, devoted community volunteer and the good nature object of his fellow citizens, fellow citizens' derision and meanest pranks finds himself in the midst of a real investigation for a real murderer. What did you guys think of Hoobie Halloween? And it should be noted that while we're recording, Zach and Chris are currently watching Hoobie Halloween on <laughs> mute as we record this, so. I will say within the first 30 seconds I was going to give it a 6 <laughs> when first 30 seconds okay when Ben Stiller shows up reprising his role as the character from Happy Gilmore I was going to give this movie a 6 it goes down a little bit after that but really not by much but no. <laughs> this, I mean <laughs> I mean, it's just so stupid, but it's so good. It's <laughs> he's pouring himself some soup. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, this movie's absolutely... I can't fucking have this on. I can't fucking do it. Uh, I mean, I know people are going to say that Uncut Gems is Adam Sandler's finest movie when he's gone, past and whatnot, but I think that'll be a, a grave disservice <laughs> to Hoobie Halloween. It's an A1 movie, dude. I fucking love it. There's like, there's a couple lulls. There yeah, is. There's there's a few things that I would change. It's not perfect. Elizabeth Owens. I'd get her rid of her. Get her out of there. Chucker. Julie Who? Bowens, you mean? Whatever. Her name's Julie <laughs> Bowens. Yeah. Julie Bowens, get rid of her. I understand that she was in Happy Gilmore and that they were trying to bring that back, but. Come on. I would have brought back What's Her Face from Happy Gilmore. Oh, Miss her. Veronica Vaughn. Uh, you mean from Billy Madison? Yes, from Billy Madison. Bring back, put Drew Barrymore in her spot, even. That, I would be fine with that, too. I feel like Drew Barrymore has been a staple. She was in Wedding Singer. She was in Blended. She was in Fifty First Dates. 
a staple. An absolute staple of the Adam Sandler genre. And yes, he has his own genre. I mean, I feel like Jacob's really going to be the only person with a voice of reason here. <laughs> um, like I was saying earlier, the uh, the first maybe like 10 minutes, I was I was wondering if I should just turn it off and say, sorry, guys, you guys can discuss this on your own. <laughs> but kind of once I settled into it and sort of got used to the tone, um, like it's not, it's not. Uh, I wouldn't say it's an insufferable watch. I've seen some pretty harsh reviews on Letterboxd about Hoobie Halloween, but I mean, let's be real. Those people are just trying to be pretentious snobs and hold everything up to a certain, like a certain thing. This is obviously playing by its own rules and fits in nicely with its own. It's you know, it's its own little, as you say, the Adam Sandler genre. That's, and I think okay, that's I think there's I, enough like. I think there's enough slapsticky moments. I think it's pretty funny. I think the problem is that it's trying to do like a ton of jokes. Like every minute in the movie, there's like a bunch of jokes just coming at you. So I think sometimes it can get tiring. But I think within that, I think there are a good amount that landed and made me laugh. And it's like the subtle things. Not necessarily like what Adam Sandler is saying, but just like what's happening or his mother's T-shirts with uh, – naked. What was it? What was her T-shirt? Uh, boner, boner. Uh, that would be Chris. Oh, it was um. Oh, boner, boner donor. Boner donor. <laughs> all the all of her mother's his mother's T-shirts were hilarious. A lot of like the some of just just, just random shit. I found myself laughing at. I this is the th- like I don't see how you can have like a negative opinion about this movie because it's it's honestly not trying to do anything. It's like it's Adam Sandler. Netflix gave him a bunch of money. He gets all of his friends together and they make something stupid. Like I don't understand how of, you can give this a bad review. Is this part of? Does this count as like the move, like his contract with Netflix? Like how many movies yeah. did he have to do for them? Six. And how many is he at now? I think this was the sixth. Ridiculous six. Um, like okay, it's like I can understand. Movies. Does Myra's stories count towards that? No, no. no. It's like. Ridiculous Six, probably blended. Sandy Wexler, no, not blended. Not Sandy blended. Sandy Wexler, definitely. Sandy Wexler, this. Uh, murder mystery. Murder mystery, this. There was that one with Chris Rock. Oh, that's right. Where they oh, already won the wedding thing. And then. So that's five. Maybe is there still one more? One more. Is there one more to come? They, I know that they're confirmed for a murder mystery too, so that could be the same. I, I understand, like not liking murder mystery, not liking like ridiculous movies with an actual plot and like a storyline okay that's fine give those negative reviews if they are stupid but this this is amazing i don't understand how you couldn't like it dislike a movie movie because it doesn't do anything when it's not trying to do anything is counterproductive i think there's just enough of a thread of a story to like keep the movie going along but even then there's like some lulls where it kind of gets wrapped up in just trying to be like, okay, shit, we've had all these jokes in this like hangout time. Okay, here's like a chunk. Here's something to move the story forward. Okay, now we can do some more jokes and shit. Mm-hmm. And that's what a comedy movie should be. It should be a movie meant to service the joke, not the joke meant to service the movie. I will say I knew that I loved it 
the part that me and Chris have watched probably 20 times today, <laughs> that's when I knew that I was in. Yeah. Rocky Bo style. <laughs> yeah, that's when I was watching and I knew, Chris, you were absolutely going to love this movie. I mean, like, it's so good. I. It is the best Adam Sandler movie to come out in a long time. Uncut Gems came out last year, so I don't I love that. I stand by my <laughs> statement. <laughs> I stand by my statement. I do think it's probably like his the funniest movie that he's done in a while. Yeah. Like I I genuinely was laughing at things like. Well, I mean, he's been doing like a lot of like the family style comedy where he like he has the kids and he has the wife and he has a dynamic that he needs to support and there's a lot you can do there. But like in this movie, he is an individual doing what Adam Sandler wants to do. I do kind of was hoping it was going to be like, given that opening scene where he's throwing up on things, I thought maybe <laughs> it was going to be raunchier than it is. But Yeah. Yeah, it's only PG-13, I think. Yes. <laughs> they blew their one disgusting thing in the first, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> perfect, though. That's a perfect moment. It goes, it goes... James Franco in Spring Breakers, Adam Sandler throwing up on a bicycle in Hoobie Halloween. These are true. These are the two peaks of cinema in the 2000s. Honestly, I think my favorite thing about the entire movie is his thermos. Oh my! I, I, Maya Rudolph is like, I would really, I really hope you never lose your thermos. He's like, not gonna happen. And then he fucking throws it on the yo-yo string. <laughs> that was great i thought my personal favorite is when he's not he's trying not to interrupt the funeral so he whips out the telescope to look at the the gravestone his thermos thermos turns into a shovel and he's fucking throwing dirt at the funeral (laughs) and then he's talking to rayleo and his mother and he's like I'm glad that even on a terrible day for you, you still have the spirit of Halloween. I really like your costume. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was pretty good. The soup part part when he's inside the diner and she's just like, 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 here, I brought you three different kinds of soup, clam chowder, (laughs) pea soup, and chicken noodle. And he's just all three into one <laughs> container, shakes it up. He's like, "You have a one sauce." <laughs> he <doesn't>... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Uh, I think that's where it was hindered for me. I wish I could have watched it with you, Chris, instead of by myself. I was so excited for this movie, and I gotta say, it did not disappoint. It did disappoint. The first time I watched it, I was loaded, so I watched it again the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> I picture that being a fantastic viewing, though. Oh man, surprised nobody's mentioned Shaquille O'Neal yet. That's that was a great. <laughs> just about to, yeah, I was just about to bring it up. I thought that was a great cameo. When 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 uh, his wife comes out and Adam Sandler is just like, or Hubie's just like. Man, you have a really good uh, radio voice, too. And she's like, what are you talking about? I don't have a radio voice. 
Oh, I wish Kevin James was in it more. I was kind of like, I mean, I love the look that he has. Yeah. But I do. I kind of wish that he was a bigger part of the movie. See, I'm okay with him not being in it because I thought his look was funny, but I didn't think anything he brought to it was all that funny. So like, I, I'm kind of glad that he wasn't in it more. I wish Maya Rudolph and the other guy, what Tim Meadows, I wish they were in it a little bit more. I would have been fine. more Rob Schneider. Yeah, it seems weird to get. I mean, obviously, I know why like they chose Rob Schneider, but like he has no like real role. No, yeah. not really. Like Steve Buscemi is more of a comedic effect than Rob Schneider is. Is he actually supposed to be a a werewolf? No, he no. just thinks that he is. He's like oh, okay. they, they said like he's got something. the hair taped to his arms. <laughs> okay, I think, he, I think I missed something. And they keep calling it a psych ward, and he like corrects him, and he's like werewolf rehabilitation center. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Some good shit in this. Like at the end when he's the uh, June Squibb has them all like in the back and he's like see Buscemi has his finger and he's like stop or I'll shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> so what'd you do while you're out? You know, peed on some stuff. <laughs> peed on the porch. Peed on the ground. I'm peeing right I'm now. I'm peeing right now. <laughs> Oh, that's what. Oh, so how many different Adam Sandler movie references were there in this one? Uh, I saw the Happy, Happy Gilmore. I know the Water Boy. The Obviously, water there's boy. um, uh, Billy Madison with the uh, O'Doyle. What else was there? I there was more in the beginning than there was anywhere else in the movie, from what I saw. If I'm being honest, I can't really remember any of them. I feel like there's more than that. There's like I went I went and looked oh, up on YouTube is. and there's like a bunch of videos of like Adam Sandler Easter eggs for Hoobie Halloween and I saw one that was 22 minutes long. You didn't watch it? I wow. did not watch it because I I saw it right before you got here. I'm surprised little I'm surprised little Nikki wasn't in there somehow. It's I was hoping those two guys would be in the movie. Woman Tithead? No, like the two um the two brothers. Yeah. Like the the two brothers that were like the heavy metal guys oh, from Little Nicky. Yeah. Oh, those guys. That would have been funny. Yeah, I didn't I don't have my I don't have my Adam Sandler references like locked away. So I wasn't sh- so I knew it. I'm sure there's a ton more. I thought maybe you'd know, Chris. I caught the first couple. I caught the a couple in the first 3, but I didn't catch many more. I do it. like when he goes to the school and he's got the pee stain sheet over his head pretending to be the <laughs> ghost and then they're like the kids are like, Is that pee? <laughs> oh. oh well. I'm pretty sure a boner is just a mistake. <laughs> he's he's in the middle of that crowd at the party. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's like I made a few boners in high school. Well, I was your to take back. A few boners I wish I could take back. <laughs> no, this movie was certainly not as terrible as I was expecting it to be. I did not have high hopes. I, I thought I would ironically like it, but I I kinda do like it in some regard. I don't ironically like any Adam Sandler movie. It's all genuine. <laughs> I ironically like Jack and Jill, I gotta say. 
But then again, I haven't seen it since freshman year of high school, so it's worth a rewatch. My love for You Don't Mess With the Zohan is genuine. I don't understand that. I just, that's I the one Adam Sandler movie that I just genuinely don't get why people would like it. I don't think I've ever seen it, so. Give it a shot. See what team you're on. I might have to. No, I can't. Not in October, unfortunately, but uh, maybe November. What's, a, what's your thing with October? Dude, only scary movies all month. Really? Really. Uh, as far as that goes. I mean, it's kind of like, scary how bad it is, if that like means anything. Like only the, horror, the idea no. of an Adam Sandler like horror comedy, I do think there's like some pretty good like horror dramatic elements to it. Like that scene in the maze I thought was very really good. We have when the kid and gets the, yanked back. And the haunted yeah. house I, I really liked. Yeah. Oh, the, the fucking the dog. <laughs> I forgot about that. When he's was, trying to give the dog the silver bullet. There was one <laughs> the dog just fucking, just fucking eats it out of the air. There was um there was one part and it was a transition in between scenes and it was the smallest little most dumb detail where they they're cutting to like you know B roll footage of like. You know, Halloween decorations and shit, and you get to one where it's Frankenstein and Dracula, and they have their hands right in front of their dicks like they're jerking off. Oh, I didn't, I didn't catch that. I have to watch it again. Oh man. Yeah, it's, I might have to. It's so freaking funny. <laughs> come on, come on, Walter, you're better than that. You gonna defecate in front of me? Come on. <laughs> he goes down in the basement. He's looking at the fucking pieces <laughs> of the shit that's on the newspapers, and he's just like. <laughs> Mr. Walter, you have a dog? He's like, you sure that's a dog? <laughs> oh, well, I don't have much else to say about Hoobie Halloween other than I, I was, I wouldn't say pleasantly surprised, but uh, I definitely didn't didn't uh, dislike it by any means. sure right now says if you could read this you're in fart right yeah. <laughs> that's a good one yeah that's a good one <laughs> like i said the only problems i have really are his love interest which i would just wish was someone else i don't know what it is about her acting but she's just she's terrible his daughters is in this like is that like are those his daughters i'm pretty sure those are actually his daughters yeah i thought so like I in real be. life I'm not sure. I thought they were. I'm not sure. And uh, I guess, like, with the lols and stuff, like, all that stuff with her son and, like, his, that girl that he's trying to date, like, I, I could have done without that, too. But basically anything that's not Adam Sandler-focused, I could have done without. I, I, yeah, I have, but I, mean, like, I guess every Happy Madison thing sort of revolves. You, you think about like, are you talking about like specifically who plays the love interest or the idea that there is a love interest? Just who plays it. I'm fine with like the character. I just didn't like the actress. Oh really? I didn't mind her. What was wrong with her? I think she's a terrible actress. Oh, okay, well, fair, fine. She's not up to snuff for this kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll say I'll I'll give it a three. I'll give it a three. Three. A three. That's yeah. I got I got to admit though that's a lot more than what I was expecting you to give this. Like I was expecting you to give this at least like a at most like a one point five two. 
No, no, no. You go three. You maybe convince maybe on a rewatch with Chris by my side, it could go up to a three and a half or four. We should do a full commentary track. We'll just watch it and just record what <laughs> a we live say about viewing. It. <laughs> could do it like one of those uh, those video game streaming styles where they have like the little video of what we're watching as we're get watching on a it. Twitch server and just <laughs> we just watch Hoobie Halloween. That's not now a, you're talking. Just the one episode though. Chris, do you foresee this being a now a, a Halloween tradition? Every year you will watch Who Be Halloween. If I'm being honest, it's not that bad of an idea. I would gladly do it. Like you don't need to twist my arm to get it done. <laughs> when Steve Buscemi's like licking his hand when they're sitting in the police station. <laughs> Chris, what are you giving it? I think I have a guess. I'm giving it. I'm giving it a four and a half. Oh, okay. I'm also going four and a half. Damn. I thought Chris would go go for a six on it. I was gonna go for a complete five, but the performance of the performance He's, of the love interest just was not there. That's what's holding it back. Six. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what's holding it back. Who play, Who in that role makes it a six? I miss Veronica Vaughn. Um, I'd be fine with Drew Barrymore too, like we discussed. Almost anyone else. Anyone else? Like almost anyone else. Lindsay Lohan. Sure. Uh, really? I don't know. She seems. Never mind. Maybe not Lindsay Lohan. Now that I think about it. Paris Hilton. My gosh, you're just really shooting for those like early two thousands. You said anyone else, so that I'm just listing you. Anyone else? Um. No, not Paris Hilton. Anyone you know else funny the reason? You know who could have been funny? Elizabeth Banks. No. Oh, my God. This movie would be a two with Elizabeth Banks in it. Really? She's the worst. What She's about Reese Witherspoon? Uh, two and a half with Reese Witherspoon. What about um, who's in The Good Place? Kristen Bell. That's a one and a half with Kristen Bell. Are you kidding me? Okay, so not just anybody could be in this movie and it'd be a six. See, I don't have that view. Like, the worst that it could have been, Amanda Seyfried. If she's in this movie, I wouldn't even watch it. There's no way that you could pick Amanda Seyfried and Adam Sandler. Like, you can't have Amanda Seyfried be Adam Sandler's love interest. Really? They did it with, what's her name, Brooklyn Decker. Yeah, but that was different. Like, there was an obvious, noticeable age that's, gap between them. That was part of the that's joke. That's who should have been it. Jennifer Aniston. She should have been... Jennifer Aniston would have been a good choice. She's way more attractive than this girl and can pull off the mom look. They she would have had that to, role. They would have had to pay her so much money, though. It's Netflix. They got, they're fucking loaded. Yeah. Yeah, what was the budget on this Netflix thing? <laughs> he takes the cup <laughs> off of the... The thermos and just shoves it on the top and uses it as a fucking megaphone. Oh, does like Netflix not give out their grappling hook? <laughs> does Netflix not release their? No, budgets? they don't usually. Ooh, I wonder if I can just do a real quick. Uh, Hubi Halloween budget. It's a it's a uh, recommended search, so people are interested. Well, I'm interested. Like, and there was there wasn't like a, a ton of crazy special effects. Um, just kind of seemed to be like. He's like leaving the house. He's like, before before I leave, do you have a do you have a bathroom? Yeah, we're upstairs. Look, 
is a pretty good size toilet. I got a lot to take care of. Who is um? Who is Stephen Bro? Like, what else has he done? He did a little Nicky, didn't he? Um, he might have. I know it's written by him and Adam Sandler. Hmm. Yeah, I can't seem to find a budget anywhere. Stephen Brill is known for Little Nicky. Yeah, there you go. And the Mighty Ducks. All three of them? And Sandy Wexler. Ugh. Yeah, Sandy One Wexler strike. was weird. Oh, sorry. He was in- Adam Sandler and Jennifer Jack. Hudson together was an odd choice. Oh, he that's why he did the the Adam Sandler 100% fresh. Is the duo yeah, for the other the other Netflix movie? Yeah, yeah the duo-verse. That must have been the So this is so this wraps up his Netflix contract then. But who knows? He probably made so much money, he probably he might just he might fucking resign. Well, my thing my my thought process was like watching this and seeing all the, the little Easter eggs to all of his old movies made me think like is this his last one? He's His last movie fun. ever? Yeah. Why not? I don't know. He's only, like, what? 50? 50? Oh, he's born in 1966, so... So, yeah, he's like 53 or 54. He's 54 years old. So, I don't know, unless he's made... Uh, unless he's made just... He's just made a boatload of money, so he just is like, fuck it, I'm done. I don't know, man. I want to see more shit like this, though. It still baffles me how people can shit on this type of movie. Like, if you don't like it, that's fine. Like, if if, if the humor doesn't really ring true with you, whatever. <laughs> you don't need to watch it. But shitting on it for a narrative standpoint is dumb. Oh, as of two hours ago, Adam Sandler wants to unite his iconic characters in an MCU-style Sandlerverse movie. Oh, my oh fucking my God. gosh. Give it to me. <laughs> that would Dennis be insane. Dugan, fucking give it to Dugan, me. Dugan, give us what we need. People would pay to see that, though. I would pay. I would be there opening night, like. Oh, I know you would. Midnight premiere. If okay, are you saying you wouldn't? If we're reviewing on the podcast, probably. Oh fuck yeah! Otherwise. Otherwise, maybe not. Oh my God. Might catch it. Mm. Catch it at some point. Okay, here we go. We've got... Um, uh, let's see. Hmm. Here's a list of Adam Sandler references in be Halloween. So we got um, How the Orderly from Happy Gilmore. Or Doyle Rules from Billy Madison. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Oh, they just call this like the female lead with the double V initials. So that's about a bunch of different shit. Oh, Flaming bag of Flaming bag of poop from Billy Madison. What one was it? The Flaming bag of poop. Oh, what? Oh, to Billy Madison. He called the shit poop. <laughs> uh, let's see. <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess the costume that Steve Buscemi wears is the same guy from Billy Madison, 
who has like the people to kill list. Oh, the lipstick guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see here. What else we got? These are some random. These are some random ones that just kind of seem like a little bit of a stretch, but I thought it'd be more concrete. But yeah, there you go. I'm sure there's a bunch of others too. I gotta rewatch True Memoirs of an International Assassin. That one was a holy rough shit, dude. Adam Sandler's net worth is almost half a billion dollars. Are you? Oh fuck well, yeah, dude. Fuck he's, yeah, dude. Look what the guy's done in his career. He's one of the biggest names in comedy. That's insane. Anybody will go see anything that he puts out, whether it's bad or good. Oh, this is his wife. Interesting. She played one of the newscast. She played one of the newscasters. She's in a lot of his movies. Huh. No shit. She was in a. She was in Grown Ups. But she played one of the the guys. Uh, one of the yeah. other guys' wives. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Sadie, Sadie like, Sandler. Yeah, there you go. She was one of the daughters in it, and Sonny might have been in it too. Like she's definitely like way more attractive than he is. Jackie? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you slap a mustache on Adam Sandler, then you're. Hey. You're okay, that, that's unfair. Okay, he's a panty dropper when he has when he has the mustache. Fucking drenched, bud. <laughs> huh? Interesting. Cool. Chris, did you well, watch let's. Talk, Missy? I did. Is it good? It's okay. There there are moments where it's really funny. Like there are moments where it is hilarious but like as a whole i don't think it was that funny because i really like warren lapkus so yeah no give what, it a try what movie what movie that's the netflix original movie with david spade called the wrong missy oh never heard of it this guy never heard of it. i haven't heard of it it's not even like you're a happy madison guy or what this like guy's fucking never fucking heard of it come on what's happy, what's happy madison <laughs> <laughs> what a hoot. Well, dude, all I'm saying is that when the world is near over, are people even going to remember that chump Martin Scorsese? Sc- <laughs> no. Are they going to remember Happy Madison? They're going to remember a guy whose short name is Marty? No. <laughs> They're going to remember a guy, a strong figure, Adam. Does anyone really care about. <laughs> Italian low life, anyways. Like we get it, dude. You like mobsters. I <laughs> fucking cool guy. Yeah, Adam Sandler has diversified his portfolio. He has to say he doesn't have the range like Adam Sandler. Yeah, Adam Sandler has depth, dude. He's played uh, a man and woman. He's played an Iranian fighter. He's played uh, the son of Satan. The son of Satan. Yep, that's a good one. Uh, a, a man who suffers with mental illness. Mhm. He's yep. played he's played a guy who's struggling to raise a child in Big Daddy. Like he plays drama. A, a womanizer who finally finds love. Mhm. Drama. Yep. This guy's all over the place. He's got everything. Okay, I lied. Hoobie Halloween's a 5. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to go lower than Zach, so. Five. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I got two sixes to use this year, so Hoobie Halloween's a 12. If this, uh, this is what I'll say. I am watching this now, 
it's a five because of the performance. But if in two, three, two months I watch it again and I find out that I don't care about the performance, I'm going to give it a six. Like I'm going to give it. You're going to give it right here, right now. I mean, I'm going to force feed this movie until it's my number one of the year. It is my number one of the year. Like, I don't need to force feed that. It's not my number one of the year right now. But. Oh, first cow. Ooh. It's not even for The Invisible Man is my number one movie right now. Gosh. Oh, movie about a guy you can't see or hooby. <laughs> like, when you put it that way. <laughs> Here's why the movie is amazing. There's no rhyme or reason why Adam Sandler needs to talk the way that he does but he commits to it the whole fucking movie yeah. he doesn't need to talk like that oh my gosh do you think he kind of just sort of do- I didn't think of that do you think like when they they're filming it, he just kind of started slipping into that, and they're like, Adam, what are you doing? And he's just like, I don't know, but I just can't stop. I don't know, but it feels right. <laughs> I don't know, but I just can't stop. Oh my gosh! I want him to do a movie where he looks like he regularly does, right? Hair, mustache, goofy clothes, whatever. But he talks like Whitey from Big Crazy Nights. <laughs> Dude, imagine the Meyerowitz story, but the same as me. <laughs> imagine imagine the Meyerowitz story, but he talks like this. Oh my! Or like, God. or like, this is his character, like in Uncut Gems, he talks like this. <laughs> what are you talking about? Don't give me the money. Just give me a couple hours to get the money to go. <laughs> Fucking was it? What is it? Um, Punch drunk love, except with Whitey Whitey's voice. (laughs) (laughs) Like after in Billy Madison, when he goes to visit and he sees the penguin and he's like drunk, and then she tells him to go away and he's like, "All right, boys, not out." (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm peeing right now. Plus, <laughs> Rob, Rob Schneider in this movie is wearing Crocs, and I don't think anybody really notices that. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I noticed it. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely A1 right. movie. I, I have two sixes. I've never g- – I have I, I've, I've given a six out to Parasite. I'll, I'll give a six to this. <laughs> Thank you. The world is right. <laughs> All right, let's keep this train rolling so you guys can go watch Hoobie Halloween again. Uh, what else did you watch this week? Well, I guess we might as well just talk Goodfellas. Sure. We all watched it. We could talk a little Goodfellas. Also got Ray Liotta, so it's a good double bill for Hoobie Halloween. Anyone else, if anyone's looking for... Uh... Oh, I'm sorry. I got to bring it back to Hoobie for a second. Why is it Michael Chiklis? I don't know. I didn't even really notice it was Michael Chiklis until the credits. Seeing there and seeing Michael Chiklis and being like, is that the shield? <laughs> is he here? One of the other guys, Mikey Day from fucking Wild Now. Shut up, what? Yeah, the guy like with the hatchet in his head. He's on Wild Now. He's a regular. Oh, that's who that is? Yeah. God, they have a couple SNL people in there. like um... Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson, but who's the who's the woman who does the impressions? 
Tina Fey. I don't know. No, but there, I don't know. She's she's been on it in the past couple of years, but she's what the fuck is with these bears? Oh man. Mm. Oh well. Yeah, I was just surprised by Michael Chiklis. Now on to the inferior movie. Yeah, let's talk about some good fellas. Good fellas. Um. I still love Goodfellas. It's been a long time since I've seen it. I think I, I think the last time I watched it was in like high school. I've only seen it. This is the second time. I've only seen it once before this. Hence why now it's my second. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, I'm now. interested. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> it was interesting now, like since we've already seen The Irishman, we've already talked about it. It was interesting how much The Irishman feels a lot like Goodfellas. See, the That's movie that I, I was think thinking of. about for this was Wolf of Wall Street. Like, with the long shot in the beginning, like, tracking shots that kind of work its way through the crowd, I could see the similarities between it. But, like, thematically, yeah. I guess I, I mean more like – so if you strip away, like, the mobster kind of, like, shtick, which isn't really there in this movie. Like, it's kind of there because they're all Italian, but really they're just con men is all, really all they do. And so, like, if you strip that away, it's basically – people who don't want to live normal lives so they found this to do and basically by the end of it being forced to live a normal life and so that's that's basically the premise of wolf of wall street too yes or just like or just like the idea of greed and wanting more and more and more is certainly there so I mean like spoiler alert I have goodfellas and who be halloween rated the same at four and a half because hmm. so, i mean if you think about it like really they just sort of like you said they kind of just like comment they're all making great money there's no real need to go more but then when he starts getting into selling cocaine like it gets like then just like the stakes get bigger and bigger because they're trying to make more and more money so it's kind of the same with wolf of wall street like they just start making insane amount of money so they're just trying to maintain that and getting it over their heads that's that's where goodfellas loses me is like after he's released from prison and is selling like and start selling drugs. Like I'm, I'm not that interested in what happens from there until the end of the movie. Yeah, because like it seems like this one, Goodfellas did a similar thing that the Irishman did, where they're like built a world. Like like they did, they took a, a good chunk of the movie to build something and create a certain uh, way or uh, uh, ambiance around it, I guess, like a cool environment, and then once they start diving into what the actual plot is, it kind of seems not as interesting like like literally like the rest of the movie could have just been about that heist and like them becoming paranoid that people are going to find out they did it so they just start killing them off one at a time mm-hmm. like the rest of the movie could have just been that i would have been fine with it wolf of wall street's better than goodfellas i think so too it is mm. I, I, also, I don't think goodfellas is a bad movie by any means i just think wolf of wall street is what's good about the Irishman and what's good about Goodfellas put in one movie. I just think, I think it's Ray Liotta, honestly. Like, I don't think he can carry it, and I don't think there's enough De Niro or Pesci to, like, elevate it. Well, it's not that... And it's kind of, it, it's not Ray Liotta's fault, like, if I'm being honest. I think he did the character justice. Yeah, I just it's Martin Scorsese's fault for casting him. It's just keeping up with Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci in this role and keeping up with 
every single other character that looks and acts like they're meant to be in a movie like this. And then just having Ray Liotta there. Like, it just didn't really... It wasn't cohesive. I don't know. I don't have a problem with Ray Liotta. I like him in it. So what I, what I like about Goodfellas is that I... For me, I personally, I like sort of the montage feel of the, the entire movie. Where it kind of seems like he's jumping around and, like, a lot of voiceover sort of just, t- like, sort of, like, reflecting back and telling you, the viewer, like, just sort of, like, what happened in his life and whatnot. Like, I like that a lot. I kind of like a lot of the sequences. Like, I love the prison scene of them making pasta sauce and cutting up the garlic. Just, like, all these, like, little little things dashed throughout that I really like. But I agree, like, when it sort of makes the hard cut at the end when he's... Uh, and so, like, I think, I can't remember how much time passes, but it's where it opens up and he sees the helicopter following him around. Yeah. Like, I, that little bit of a stretch, I kind of feel like it's a little bit belabored. But then, like, I love the ending of him, like, being in the suburb and just, like, essentially being, like, the guy he, like, never wanted to be. But now it's, like, it's your only choice. Yeah. I love that scene in the courtroom where he, like, gets up and, like, walks and, like, talks directly to the camera. Mm-hmm. I thought you hated breaking the fourth wall. I do, but it works here. It just kind of seems out of place to me, though, because isn't this, like, the only time he, like, directly breaks the fourth wall visually? Yeah, visually, but the whole but the whole story is talking to you. Yeah, and I get that. I just don't understand why, unless the entire movie is meant to be stationed in this one scene in the courtroom. I don't understand why you break that trend. Well, it's kind of, I don't know, he's kind of like addressing you, right? Because he's in court. So, like, not only are the characters judging his actions, but, like, you, the viewer, throughout the entire movie, like, you are sort of, in a way, judging him and his actions and, like, I guess, in a way, sort of putting him on trial, so in a way, it breaks that and then directly addresses you about just, everything that's happened. And then he's trying to, like, explain to you, the viewer, about everything and, like, breaking it down. I just feel as if you're going to do that. you Because, like, you're listening to him speak the entire time. You're listening to him speak. You're listening to him speak. And then all of a sudden, you're seeing him speak to you. It just kind of makes it feel like the entire movie from him talking has been stationed in that one court scene, and he's just been reminiscing on the whole entire thing up until that point. I just feel like that's a moment where you either need to kill your darling or you need to kind of make it – not even make it known, just kind of hint at that being what the case is. Sorry, I think I lost your train of thought. So why don't you oh, care for he's, it? Uh, he's giving Martin Scorsese filmmaking advice. That's all he's doing. Wait, so but like, I'm, I think I lost the thread. Why do you dislike it? Okay, so when you're watching the movie, you're mm-hmm. listening to him speak the entire time, mm-hmm. which makes you think that you don't know where he's talking from. You don't know when he's talking from. You just know that he's going over the story, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you get to a point to where you see him talking to you, mm-hmm. which gives off the impression that he's anchoring all of those moments where he's speaking to the listener in that moment since he's now visually speaking to you. Oh, I just saw all that stuff. But that's just like him talking from sort of like his suburban calm life. 
that's and then a, that's just the, and then I just this and then just that court scene is just one thing where he breaks the fourth wall directly because he's in a court setting he's on trial so not only is he in trial by the characters he's in trial by the audience so then he's directly addressing i get it i just i don't think that it was a wise choice it seemed like something I would have done. So oh. I like it. So I like it. I kind of like it here. <laughs> I don't know. I, I guess we're a fucking movie podcast. We critique this me, shit, Chris. Oh my god. Because like I don't know. Because that makes it like I don't really care for fourth wall breaking either. Like I think sometimes it's lazy. But for whatever reason, when Martin Scorsese does it, like it seems to just work. Like. I guess there's no real reason for it to happen in the Wolf of Wall Street either, but it's just, like, funny when it does. Then do it consistently. But, I mean, he doesn't do it consistently in the Wolf of Wall Street. Do you hate it in that movie? If I'm being honest, I don't really remember when it happens in the Wolf of Wall Street. It's it's literally like almost the same exact thing. He's in the Stratton Oakmont, like, building, and he's walking towards the camera, and he's telling – he's basically explaining to you how he's making money. It's almost like the big short approach, but like it just weaved in like, story without having to make a hard cut. He's like talking to the camera directly, looking at it, yeah. and then it's the part where it's like, "Is any of this legal?" And he's like, "Absolutely fucking not." Was that? Did it start off in his house when he like takes the when he takes a sip of the orange juice and just chucks it to, or the mimosa and chucks it to the yeah, side? Yeah, that's pretty close to the beginning. Yeah, and then he the gets first, in the like, helicopter ten. and he flies off and whatever. So that scene was in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's forgivable. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I just, I don't, I don't know why. I haven't really thought about that much, but I don't know why it like works with that type of stuff. But opposed to something like House of Cards or something like that, when they do the fourth wall break, it just seems really sloppy and dumb. Like I don't, I don't know what the difference is. It's just like a feeling I get when I'm watching it. I'm like, yeah, I like that. I don't like that. Because it's Kevin Spacey. You just hate Kevin Spacey. Yeah, I just don't know what it is. And, like, I think it works really well in The Irishman because it's the super old, um, whatever the fuck his name is, sort of, like, talking to you from the nursing home. So, like, he's talking to somebody. Like, we don't know if it's, like, a reporter or you, the audience, or whatever. But, like, I feel like it works in that regard. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. Martin Scorsese does a good job of making you want to root for the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Totally. I, I guess I know what I guess more what it is is like in Martin Scorsese like it feels like a part of the movie. Like it's all like naturally flowing, or I guess with something like House of Cards, it's like there is none of that stuff, and then all of a sudden there's like a, a, a very distinct pause where then they talk to you to try to explain something. Where I feel like in Martin Scorsese it's just like part of it all. Like it's part of the whole thing. Like Breaking the fourth wall is like actually a part of the scene instead of like having to stop and like say something to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. It's hard to hard to pin down, but I don't know. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, I love like the uh, I love Joe Pesci in the movie. I think he's great. And then the scene. Yeah, he's insane. Where he kind of meets his end. I, I like that scene a lot. I like the shoebox scene. Or the shine box scene. Like, Joe Pesci's reaction is A1. Like, it is so good. What's the shine box scene? 
when he's sitting there and he's just like, I don't shine shoes anymore. And then oh, he's just like, uh, uh. I was really trying to bust your balls. I'll tell you to go get your shine box. And he's like, ha ha. And then he turns around and he's like, so why don't you go get your fucking shine box? And then Joe Petty's like, that motherfucker. Then when they kill the guy in the restaurant and bury him. <laughs> yeah, you, you, guys, you guys remember when, when, when they, they shot the guy in the back of the trunk? Like, <laughs> that was pretty cool. No, I just, I love the scene with him and Ray Liotta. And he's like, oh, you, you, you think I'm funny? What's so funny about me? Oh you, you think I'm fucking funny? Do I look like a clown? You think I'm here to make you fucking laugh? What's so funny about me? I'm not. I'm curious. I'm curious. <laughs> oh, fuck. Joe Pesci does a good job of playing a crazy motherfucker. Have you seen his acceptance Oscar acceptance speech for this movie? No. no. So the category Best Supporting Actor goes to Joe Pesci. Does a bunch of clapping. Joe Pesci walks up on stage, takes a statue, walks into the mic and goes, Thank you. And walks away. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And then he did Home Alone. Well, and then he did Home Alone. <laughs> what? No, he didn't win. I was about to say, what the fuck are you talking Actually, about? Actually, I'm pretty sure it was came out in the same year, didn't it? I don't know. I don't know. You're an odd coupling. Isn't Home Alone also 1990? No. I thought it was more like 94. Yeah. Home Alone count nineteen ninety. You're both idiots. Shut up. Shit. When did Goodfellas That's come out? Wild. Ninety. Shut up. That'd be Shut crazy. <laughs> hey Marty, I'm gonna be a little late to the shoot today. I'm filming Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, oh, well, what are you, what, what are you doing at Home Alone? And then he's just like, ah, play a bank robber. He's like, oh, so same shit. He's like, yeah, but like the main star is a kid. So. That was a terrible Italian accent. That wasn't meant to be an Italian accent. That was meant to be Joe Pesci. Who's Italian? The main guy's a kid. That is Joe Pesci. That's literally what he sounds like. All right, dude. Whatever you say. You say so. Okay. <clears throat> All right. What else did you guys watch this week? Chris. Hmm. Me. I've uh I've been watching uh How I Met Your Mother. Okay, nice. Um, both, mostly his ambient sound, and I gotta say, mostly his ambient sound. <laughs> and I gotta say, it's uh, a one. It's fucking funny. Is, it, is that your new catchphrase? Well, oh, how many times have I said it this entire podcast? Probably five. A lot. Cool. <laughs> a good amount. Have you been a one since day one? Whatever. Um, it's good. I I like it, and it made me remember the slap bet that I have with you, Zach, where I still have two slaps. For the rest of time. Like I said, one of them has to be used at my funeral. Jake, you're the slap bet commissioner on this, so. Am I? You are. I thought I, I passed that off to a bunch of people. Probably, but I think it's safe to say that you've been reinstated. Okay. Awesome. Welcome back, commissioner. Thanks. Okay, Chris, tell me about how I met your mother or anything else you watched. It's good. I mean, stellar analysis. It's not. I mean, I'm just sorry. It's not anything to like write home about. It. Alyssa made a good point to me, um, this morning or last night, where I asked her. I talked to her about it, and she said that it's basically Friends for the 21st century. Sure. 
Like, it just kind of seems like the same type of exact formula, except with inside jokes. The one, I guess, the one thing that I would say about How I Met Your Mother that I think is really good is how they, like, they really, like, have good payoffs for things that they set up. And it's just things that, like, keep coming back and keep coming back and keep coming back. Yeah, like, the repetitive jokes aren't bad. Some of them are horrible, though, but they stick with it. Like, everything to do with the pineapple, I just don't care. The hanging Chad. I haven't gotten to that part yet. It's the first episode. Yes, you have. Oh, the fucking Halloween <laughs> costume. But they yeah. just care. But they literally carry it through all of it. Yeah. Like, they've got some bad jokes that they just decide to stick with. And a lot of the wordplay, like, a lot of the writing is not... It's not... It's not A1. Really? But, you know. I get a soft spot for it. I like it. I do like a lot of the jokes about Robin's Canadianism. Yeah. Like with, uh, what was the one that we were just watching? When she was like, oh, she's going to... Yeah, pile of down. meters. Like, <laughs> meters? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. And all of the Canadian knockoff, and they're, like, talking about... Um, there's like a lethal weapon reference and she's like, Oh, like McElroy and McFleur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah. That, there's a lot of good ones. Oh man. Yeah. The eighties uh, the didn't get to Canada until like 93. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I do like it. I haven't watched it in a long time. I used to watch that all the time in college. Like it was essentially at like the office for me in college where I would just watch it essentially just on repeat. Hmm. It's on, like, it's mostly as ambient sound while I do homework right now, but I, that's every precisely, once in a minute, yeah, yeah, that's what it was for me. I would just throw it on the background and just get shit done. Yeah. I still watch a bunch of episodes here and there, but. I haven't watched it in a long time. I should, is it on Hulu? Yeah. I should just start season one, episode one, and just run it through. Do it. When I start working from home, maybe that's what I'll do. The problem is that I just think it goes on for way too long. I'm only on season three right now. And I don't... I was going to say it's already getting old. It's just... I feel like it's one of those shows that's great to watch on TV once per week. But binge-watching like makes a, it get a little old. It's more just one of those things where it's like... The story running through, like, I really like it. But then it's just like... It's more like when you step back and it's like, I guess when you're like literally trying to think of what it is, it's like, how what is it, eight seasons? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, eight seasons to tell the story of how you met your mother. Like, I guess, yeah, I can see how that seems ridiculous. But it's like when you don't think about it that way and then you just go from like an episode, episode, episode basis and like following that through line. Like, I like that story. It's just when you step back and look at, I guess, what the what the premise is, like what the gimmick is. Yeah, I can see how, like, that might be a turnoff or some, or, like, I don't know, or maybe that's a joke in and of itself that it took that long to tell somebody the story. I also just, I also hate the ending. Yeah, the ending is absolutely I can't, I mean, I, I can't deny that. I, I don't like it either. The way they did the last season is terrible. I thought they... I don't know. Not even in like even in just theory, just like, hey, let's do the entire season at the wedding. Like even that doesn't seem good. Maybe they just ran out of maybe they just ran out of material. So they just had to squeeze it and then try to do it that way. 
they looked at the numbers and they were like, finally, people people are finally getting annoyed of sitting at a bar. Let's let's move it somewhere else. Well, no. So I guess the thing what happened is that Jason Siegel said he was done. So they weren't going to do the show without him. So they did one more season. I see. <clears throat> okay. Well, Zach, what else you got? What did you watch? Um, you know, some kitchen nightmares. Um, I also watched that one thing. Like I said, Chris, I've, I've been working a lot, you know. I only have time for three seasons of How I Met Your Mother, you know? Sure. Um, I bet he doesn't even have two jobs. I bet he's just lying. But, you know, I still have time to fit in uh, the classics. So this is from 2005, directed by, uh, yep, not going to try to pronounce that, someone French. And it's called House of Wax. Mm. Ooh. And this is one of those early 2000s kind of uh, s- slasher movies that's mm. pretty terrible. Yeah. Uh, so this one's got a star-studded cast, though. You got, uh, what's his name there? Fuckface from yeah. Oh. Supernatural there. Which one? I don't fucking know. The guy that's, actually, I think they're both of them. Anyways, him, uh, Chad Michael Murray, you know? Oh, Chad Michael Murray. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. Uh, Paris Hilton's in it. And, um... Pretty sure you used to own this on DVD. You did? Yeah. Pretty sure my brother bought it on DVD once, and then it just kind of stayed at our house for a while. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's like almost two hours long. Yeah. And it's about these people who go, they're supposed to go to like a football game somewhere, and then they get sidetracked and they go to this town, and like the town is entirely made of wax. And there are these people there that. They capture them and they kill them and they turn them into wax figures. Is that per building code? I don't think so. I, that's probably what the prequel is about. How they have they manipulated letting them do yes, it? Yes, how they have they manipulated building codes? <laughs> but I mean, it's the, the end set piece is pretty cool when they're burning down the entire house of wax like that. I like that. Paris Hilton is just great as always. She's Stellar actress. I don't know how she doesn't get more work these days. Could have been Hoobie Halloween. Should have been Hoobie Halloween as the love she interest. Had, <laughs> if, she had a, if she had a better agent, she might have been in there. Does she give it that six out of five, Zach? Paris, well, I'd like to see what she could do next to a star like Adam Sandler. It's true. Oh yeah, I thought about that kid. How much? Uh, how much else do you guys have to watch? Because I got. Only one thing I could really want to talk about. Everything else I could kind of just zip through. But if you guys have more, I could stretch it out. Uh, that's really all I have. Me too. All right, so I'll say – so I'll just breeze through these and then talk about the last thing. You can sort of wind it down here. Watch the Devil All the Time, new Netflix film with Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland. Um, uh. Hated it. It's a turd. Oh. They um, – it does this ridiculous thing where – so the, it narrates things. So it'll – like the narrator will come in and like tell you some information and you're like, oh, okay, cool. You can just log that away. And then the movie goes on and then it will jump back in time to show you what the narrator already told you just from a different perspective. 
That seems like terrible structure. Oh, it's stupid. Um, then there's like, <clears throat> then there's just like some, I don't know, just absolutely hammy cartoonish performances that, like, just are not good. Especially like that's not, I don't think that's what that movie this movie is going for. Like you expect hammy performances in Hoobie Halloween, you do not expect it from the devil all the time. And to top it off, it's like two and a half hours, so Ugh. I I did not like it. Um, even worse than that, I watched a movie called The Field in England, uh, directed by Ben Wheatley. This guy directed. Um, kill list he did um some other stuff i'd heard like good things about ben wheatley ben wheatley um yeah this movie sucked even more i gave it half a star i don't know i don't log i don't rate things on letterboxd i hated it i hated it so much i actually rated it half a star did you finish it this guy's making a statement yeah i did finish it only because Rachel and I were watching it. So this was their second movie Rachel picked, so she's now lost movie picking rights for a month. <laughs> she, she picked the devil all the time, and she was like, that sucked. And I was like, I know it did. And then she also wanted to watch this other movie called The Field in England, and we started watching it, and we got about 30 minutes in, and we both were like, this is garbage. And she's like, do you want to just turn this off? And I was like, no. I'm like, if I can't watch it, if I can't log it on Letterboxd, there's no point. So let's just finish it. Yeah. And then when we finished it, I said, Rachel, I love you, but you can't pick another movie for the next month. (laughs) Um, So it was so shitty, dude. It was so desperate to be a David Lynch movie. It was terrible. Uh, Keep going here. I watched The Exorcist. Directed by William Freakin. Um, have you guys seen this? Yes. No. It's way more scattered than I expected it to be. Did you feel that, Zach, when you watched it? No. Like, I feel like it jumps around a lot. And I think there's, like, stuff that I feel like you're supposed to pick up on, and I just didn't. And so, like, when you, like, read through the Wikipedia, it's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But I I feel like I missed it or like wasn't very clear to me. What's the what's the um what's the theme the score for that? Who did the score? No, what is the score? Like is I it kind no of idea. like a eerie piano? Mm, not too eerie. It sounds very seventies like. So there's probably some piano. I can't remember. I feel like I've heard this before. Um, there are some creepy moments in it, I think, but I think a lot of it just like because of the time Kaul is getting now, like it just seems really cheesy. Like when Reagan's like, "Yeah, fuck me in the ass," it just is like it's just plays way funnier than scary. Does he do it? He does not fuck her in the ass, unfortunately. Jimmy. Uh, let's see. Watched Piranha. Directed by Joe. I watched Piranha. Yeah, it sounds like a Halloween ripoff. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's that, that's Exorcist. It does kind of sound you a little bit like holding John Carpenter's cock in your hand, Zach. When I put it in my mouth. I <laughs> uh, watched Piranha. It's okay. And lastly, the one I wanted to, to mention that I have tons of great stuff this week that I loved 
I watched Fright Night from 1985, directed by Tom Holland. Not Spider-Man, but a different guy. I was about to say, and you loved it? It was directed by Tom Holland, dude. Not directed by Spider-Man. Um, I love Fright Night. I'd never seen it before. Have you guys seen it? Yeah, it's all right. I really liked it a lot. I sort of like the tropes that it's playing with, and I, I liked a lot how it, like, sort of right off the bat, like, you're already get going. The idea that his neighbor could be a vampire, and then kind of is a vampire. So there's not this whole mystery of, like, is he or isn't he? And it's like, oh, he actually is. Like, how do we fight it? Like, right off the bat, it's like, the neighbor's a vampire. So then, like, what do you do from there? Um, like, I had a lot of fun with that. Like, I think Chris Sarandon as the vampire is really good. Is that Susan Sarandon's brother? Uh, I th- no, I think they were married at one point. Oh, okay. Have you seen the remake on uh, Farrell? I have not. Have you? Yep. Do you like it? I don't know. Don't remember anything about it. The best part about Fright Night that I think you're going to really like, Chris, is just how homoerotic the whole movie is. Sounds interesting. Keep going. It's, it is very interesting. There's it's a lot of just like as Dex Shepard in a leather jacket. Almost as homoerotic <laughs> as that, exactly. No, I had a lot of I had a lot of fun with Friday Night. Um <laughs> I'd heard I had heard good things about it. Like I'd expected like I didn't expect to dislike it, but I like I had I had a lot more fun with it than I thought. I like um Lost Boys more. That's something I gotta revisit. I'm on a vampire kick right now, so yeah, yeah. I might get to uh, I might get to Lost Boys before long. Oh, you before that, Twilight. I should watch what? Twilight. No, I think viewing. I want to watch Thirty Days at Night. Interview with a Vampire. I want to watch Werner Herzog's Nosferatu. Interview I want to watch John. I want to watch John Carpenter's Vampire. It's not good. No. Oh, man, no. loosening that grip on the dick, Zach. Yeah, but that's like his only dud. Everything else is pretty great. Mm, sure. Well, I bought it. <laughs> I bought it at Best Buy, so I got to justify buying it. I got to watch it. See, so, yeah, I might be might be check, checking in with some more vampire flicks next week. We'll see. Jennifer's Body, that's a good one. But I'm very curious about uh, 30 Days of Night. What about that Shadow movie, the Vampire Shadow comedy movie? You you should watch Dark I'm not going to watch Dark Shadows. What we do in the shadows is very funny. Yeah. It's hilarious. So, uh, Wait, you weren't talking about Dark Shadows? No, not talking about Dark Shadows. We should watch Dark Shadows. <laughs> Have you seen Dark Shadows, Chris? I feel like you... I, I, I feel like let me be honest, I don't like, really know what Dark Shadows is. It's that Tim Burton movie with Johnny Depp. Oh, He's that the, limits uh, it down. <laughs> How many vampire movies? How many vanny vampire movies has oh, Tom done? No, no, I, I I know which one you're talking about. I've seen it. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> it's so incredibly bad. It's on Hulu. If you guys want to review it, though. Oh, let's watch it. Yeah, I'm good. We'll we'll, oh, we'll, we'll of, put it in our of, uh, what we watched that week. <laughs> speaking of reviewing, what are we gonna review next week? I don't even know what's available. Real Steel's on Netflix. Again, we can talk about what we watched. We can talk about what we watched. Oh, shit, I don't even know what's come out. 
Yeah, we might have to uh, put a pin in this and talk about it as the week goes on. When's that come out? What? The Good Lord Bird. I don't even know what that is. You haven't seen the trailer for it? I haven't seen the trailer. We could do Hocus Pocus. Is that a 30-year anniversary or something? No, it'd be the 27th year. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see. We'll talk about it. I don't know. I don't know either. What's we gotta do something. I feel like we gotta do something kind of Halloweeny though. Yeah, what are we gonna do for our Halloween episode? We're getting there. Yeah, what's what are we gonna do for Halloween? I don't know. We're we gonna do the, gotta, the eight Saw movies. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> I don't know about that. Oh gosh. Hotel Transylvania one and two. There's a third one too. Is it really? Oh yeah. Yeah, there is. <laughs> Isn't there, I thought there was something coming out for Halloween this year. Probably. But I can't remember. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll talk about it. Uh, but I got nothing else to talk about. If you guys got anything, speak now. I'm good. I got nothing. Very cool. Um, oh, shit. Warrat comes out pretty soon. Oh, that's right. That does come out in the next couple weeks. Um, not that I'm overly excited for it, but I'll definitely watch it. There's nothing else to watch. Not excited for it? Not really. That's going to be great. I'm just not sure, like, was it surprise? Like, they literally, weren't they just, like, filming it not that long ago, and then now they're already releasing it? Oh, yeah, I saw something. I saw, yeah, it was that news bit that said that they were caught. Sasha Baron Cohen was caught filming Borat. And then but, now it's releasing like a month later on Amazon Prime. Like, I just can't imagine this is going to be very good. I don't know. I don't know. How long do you think it takes to edit a movie like that? Like, it's not like there's a lot they have to do. Again, just the whole thing of like going to Amazon Do you think they're going to Amazon Prime just because they don't want to go in the theater? Mm, I doubt it. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, I don't know. No, no, we'll figure something out. When does Spiral come out? What? I think they pushed that back. Did they? They pushed a lot of shit Spiral, back. Spiral, the new Saw movie with Chris Rock. Oh shit! Yeah. They've already delayed. They already pushed back No Time to Die and Dune. They pushed back Batman for another year. Wow. So and next they year is like hopefully. 2021 is going to be dope. Hopefully. 20, they might even things they might have pushed. They might have pushed Wonder Woman too. No, Wonder Woman still slot for a 2020 release. Oh, they still they still have it in November. No, they if pushed they, it in Christmas that from that. This what ratchet got to Christmas. It's Nurse Ratchet it's from Nurse One Flew the Cuckoo's from, Nest. Okay. I fucking hate what they did with their character. I watched an episode, and I do not like what they did with their character. Is Jack Nicholson's character like in it? No, it's before she got to that hospital. Who the fuck cares? Yeah, and Ryan Murphy took it and got all American Horror oh, Story all God. over its I'm ass. I'm sure they did with what's her fucking face being the star of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we could um, just be the employee of the month. 
Not a bad choice. Jorge's in it. Look at that. <laughs> Look at Jorge. Who's the main... Who's the girl they're after? Is it Jessica Simpson? Yes. And anyway, I'll make Jessica Simpson an actress again. She was great. <laughs> Run for president. Make that your slogan. Make Jessica Simpson... Put Jessica Simpson, Simpson in movies again. <laughs> oh, when does... Uh, when does Jim Cummings' movie come out? Who? Jim Cummings. His movie, The Wolf. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Fuck, I want to watch Thunder Road again. And the Thunder Road. I want to watch that performance one more time. Yeah. It's realized Chris made fun of a grieving man. I'm not making fun of a grieving man. It's just... Piece of shit. It, it was meant to be kind of funny. I, I cried. You did not. You did fucking not. Because you're, you're kind of an asshole. The Wolf of Snow Hollow? Yeah. It says it came out two days ago. Can you stream it? Or is it available to rent? Mm, trying to find that right now. I mean, we could do Possessor. That's a big one. That's playing in Orno. Trying to watch it, I don't have to go to the movies for. Excuse me for making you leave your house. Hey, you guys got it good in Maine. You guys don't really have a lot of cases. It's not quite the same in Colorado. Well, just don't lick anybody's armpit and you'll be fine. Dude, if you're not willing to die for this podcast, why are you even doing it? Fair enough, I guess. You have 30 uh, loyal listeners and you're not willing to risk your fucking life for them? I can watch it on YouTube. That's all I'm. That's all I'm seeing. Watch on YouTube. I could get it for fourteen ninety nine. Says it's on oh. Voodoo. Is any full length movie on YouTube is worth watching? The Toxic Avengers on YouTube. Says The Wolf of Snow Hollow is on Voodoo. Yeah, I, I can buy it. I can buy it for fourteen ninety nine on YouTube. Hmm. We'll see. Oh, Zach, is your credit card linked to this account? Oh, uh, yeah, it is. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Alright. We'll see. But until next time, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. Go check out Hoobie Halloween. It'll make Chris happy. Please. And until next time, bye bye.